Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. And within the first two and a half hours of, uh, of whitetail season, we got it done on a, on a nice uh, velvet buck. It was, it was great. Yeah, we did the same thing. It was, uh, it's very nice to end the season on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 91 of the Whiskey and White Tales podcast. I'm Gus. I'm Matt. And this is being released on September 26th. As always, thank you to the Waypoint Network for having us. Go check them out, uh, waypointtv.com. Check out all kinds of outdoor hunting and fishing podcasts, TV shows, etc. And of course, as always, thank you to our Patreon members. Uh, and thank you for our listeners. If you're new here, welcome. If you're not, thanks for coming back. We have a special guest today uh, from... The land of hunting. Yes. Hunting things. Trekking Outdoors is going to be joining us here shortly. Uh, but before we jump into that, we have a little something, something. Yeah. Uh, do we have any housekeeping? I don't think so. Not really. Uh, yeah. Typical stuff for this time of year. We've got market stuff going on. We've got uh, shows, events happening. In yeah, we've got a coming up and whiskey class this weekend. we got, this will be the largest whiskey class we've ever done. There's uh, 72 people. Yeah going to be fun. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Should be a good time. So we got that going on. And then uh, the market Friday, as you said. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot else, I think. Kind of business as usual. The, mm, yeah, this week's Whiskey Steward class will come out. I'm probably going to record it today or tomorrow, so it should be out. We also, I have finished the Rocco Hunt. Have you seen it? Yep. Saw the newest release where I I ended it. Uh, maybe I didn't then. I don't know. We, we passed a bunch of those back and forth. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll give like the intro just so it, it'll, it'll see if it, uh, if it makes people curious. Okay. What do you think? Sounds good to me. <laughs> Excuse me. And then after this, we'll, we'll do our new segment and then, um, we'll talk to trekking outdoors, which would be fun. Cause we're going to do a, got a lot of hunting and stuff to catch up on. It's uh, some volume on there. Oops, daisies. <clears throat> yeah, so this is kind of how it starts, and it goes into the whole hunt. I'm Rocco Besniak. I'm the founder and executive director of uh, Camp Hero. We host veterans and first responders for outdoor getaways for uh, mental health support, and uh, we also do mentoring for at-risk youth uh, through the outdoors. Yeah, some some drone flyover footage. You know, whatever. But um, the story's really good. Rocket does a great job selling it. Yeah, he does. We gave him some scouts. This is, this is this is exciting for us because this is what we've talked about for a couple of years now. Like, this is what we wanted to do. Yeah, whenever we started this company, this sort of, this, this conclusion to a hunt is what we were excited about capturing. Yep. So we filmed the whole hunt. 
and then instead of people whispering all the way through, which is nine times out of ten bullshit. Right. I went ahead and set up a camera. Yeah, we filmed the hunt. You filmed the hunt with him. You guys hunted and uh, captured that footage, everything leading up to it. And then instead of like a typical hunting video where it's, you know, what you're used to, you know, people talking about the hunt and, and, and the tree stand, we decided very early on that that's not what we wanted to do. We wanted to focus on that sort of after the hunt, sitting around the campfire, drinking a whiskey setting. And instead of having the hunt as if you're there, we want you to feel like you're at the campfire with yeah. us. And then we use the footage to recall back as, as he talks and as we talk through the hunt and you guys did. And it's, I think it's great. I'm excited to do more of them. The problem, the problem with the most hunting shows is like, you're just watching these guys in a tree and, and most of that stuff's recorded after the fact they'll go out and they'll, they'll film their kill and then the next day they'll go out around the same time and they'll talk through it to sure. make it look like. And we hated that because that's just a weird thing for the show. Because most hunting camps, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. You're sitting around drinking whiskey, discussing the hunt. So we wanted yep. to tell it, just as you said, in that in that aspect. And so that's what we did. So go check it out. Let us know what you think. Leave us a comment on there. Um, <laughs> it's on YouTube. As this is, if, as you're hearing this, it's it's probably been on a couple of days. I think it'll be released Friday. So it's Sweet. already out now. Nice. But yeah, so let's jump into uh, our new favorite segment. Just the sip. <laughs> Give a little shout out or for uh, yeah to um. So this is we longtime friend. He's done voiceover work from us for us before in the past. But barbecue bourbon barbell. His name is Dan. Give him a follow on Instagram if you don't already. Yep, he's been uh, he's been following along with us, and we've been following him since. Kind of since Beginning. we kicked this whole thing yeah. off, um, and so props to him and thank you for the uh, for the voiceover and uh, and for always being a big supporter. We appreciate it. Yes. So this sip of the week, or just the sip, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I'm still I'm so in love with that name. This just the sip is a brought to us by Kevin Dawson. Wow. And Kevin. this is OKI Select. This is the OKI Six Year. This is the old one. This Dude, isn't this- the new one. I'm interested to see what you oh what you get on the uh, on the nose. Straight ethanol. Other than that, after the ethanol wears off a little bit, <laughs> that's the first thing I got to. And we're missing Glens today. We're I I have them. They get dirty. We're raw we take them it. home to clean, and so um, I forgot to bring them. They're sitting right by the door. I've got an eight ball, and that's got a I cut off a, water, yeah, water bottle. I got in half. <laughs> It'll work. What's the, right. Do you know what the um? Do you know by chance what the mash no, bill is? No clue. It just says, okay, I select six, number eight. So this is your first time hearing yeah. just the sip. Uh, we're going to take one sip, and then that's it, and we're going to tell you about it. We're going to tell you what we, what we think about We'll finish the drink, obviously, yeah, afterwards, we'll drink, but yeah. our opinion and, and everything we say about it is going to be based on our this one segment, the one sip. Just the sip, because it's too much to handle, so <laughs> just the sip. It drink's warm. It tastes younger than... Six years. I will give it. I will say that it tastes very young. It's uh, almost bitter. Good bit of vanilla and oak, though. It's got a long finish, and it um, very long. It kind of leaves your tongue feeling tingly, tingly and numb. Yeah. But I also get notes of uh, butterscotch, especially on the nose. I get it a little bit on the on the palate, but mostly on the nose. You remember when we went to buy barrels that one time, and he dumped out one of those barrels? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember like the feeling we got after we drank it, where your body was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Well, what was that? Yeah. I, I just got that feeling. Did you? Of this. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, this well, is um interesting pick for sure. It's good. I would. Um, it's not something that I'm I would not start, a huge fan of it. I, it's not something I would start my night off with. Uh, it's something that I would maybe pull out if I wanted to show some people some comparisons. Yeah, or for maybe sure. if I wanted it's to definitely do, different. Do a flight for myself and and demonstrate some, you know. A range of things, but it's not going to be what I reach what I reach for. Yeah, this is not. A, I'm not a huge fan of that. It's it's very very ethanol-y. So when people talk about the OKIs being delicious, I don't think it's this one. <laughs> <laughs> but who do I? Who, what what do I know? But yeah, so that was that was just the sip. Thanks for joining in on that. <laughs> Did you get something good there? I'm trying to like it a little more. Yeah, I'm having a hard time. All right. Well, but yeah. With that. We will, uh, we'll, uh, well, they're calling in right now. So, right. uh, trekking outdoors. Let me hit. Oh, we're good. Okay. Now we're- <laughs> Sorry, I <laughs> yeah. forgot to hit record. What's yeah. up, man? It's Gus. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. You guys taking care of yourselves? Yeah, trying to. Trying to. Self-medicating yeah. over here. Yeah. Got a little whiskey <laughs> in the, in the glass. 
Is I'm, it like? <laughs> do I? I said, isn't it nine a.m.? No, I'm joking. It'd <laughs> be funny it's if it five, was five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, for five sure. Five somewhere. <laughs> Where are y'all at now? Uh, we're home right now in Michigan. Um, just for a little bit, we got about five, five or six more days, and then we're heading back out. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. what's the uh, the theme of this season? Um, first, that's that's the word that I've been using lately. Um, we're hunting some places for the first time. Uh, Steve and I just both got our first velvet bucks, uh, fifteen hundred miles apart from each other, and I don't know if that's going to be the title of our season, but there's a lot of firsts this year. So, uh, antelope hunting for the first time, you know, for myself. So, there's a lot of firsts. That's awesome. Before we get into, we usually do this at the end, but let's do it in the beginning. Before we get into like deep conversation, I want to just tell everybody who you are, where they can find you, and uh, Sportsman's Channel and all that stuff. Okay. Here we go right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, so Trucking Outdoors, you can find us on the Sportsman Channel and on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, and they can also uh, visit our website, too, at truckingoutdoors.com. Bam. And you guys are... Uh, outdoor enthusiasts that also run a hunting show yeah yeah and we've seen we've seen several just don't know if anybody people listening may not know we've had you on before so we could probably link uh the past episodes in there as well yeah we can do that yeah too easy so so you just got back from uh from whitetail hunting correct you said yeah so tyler and i went out to wyoming for the first time ever um we antelope uh went antelope hunting for five days and then uh, we covered about a little over 20 miles on of, of ground, you know, and spot and stalking for the antelope. And, yeah. And it was 104 degrees three of the five days. And Ooh. the other days it was high 90s. And it was it was brutal. Oh, man. Uh, they uh, we, we thought they were going to hit a water hole. You know, hit, they sorry, I'm stumbling over my words here. But um, we thought they were going to be hitting the water holes. But the day before we started hunting, there was a huge rainstorm, hailstorm. And so the ground just got saturated and they started, you know, they didn't have to go to water holes. So that kind of threw us for a loop and man, we were crawling, you know, spotting, stalking with a decoy, which they were not responsive to dipping in and out of, you know, in between hay bales. And it was crazy. We, uh, we got close multiple times. Then we closed the distance one time on a really, really nice buck, uh, 59 yards. And we're on the opposite side of the hay bales. And he was actually about 30 yards at that time. And there were some splits in between the hay bales. And every time I'd get set up to draw back in between the split hay bales, he would just, you know, walk away. And I didn't have a, a shot at him, a good shot, and got towards the end there and, and drew back. And he, he looked right at us and ran away. Oh, man. And one thing a lot of people don't know about antelope is uh, it's it seems easy to hunt because when you're driving around, you can see them all grouped together. But they're, they're out there in the middle of nowhere on purpose. It's like a safety blanket because they can see you coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, uh, being the prey, you know, that's, you know, they have that instinct, you know, Hey, we're out in the open. That's why they hang out in the open. So, you know, they can see what's coming. Yep. It's tough. Did you end up getting one? We did not. Um, so after the five days, the whitetail opener opened up on the first and we switched gears to that. Um, and, uh, Tyler and I uh, got up into a, a double hang on set and, and within the first two and a half hours of, uh, of whitetail season we got it done on a on a nice uh velvet buck it was, it was great yeah we did the same thing it was a it's very nice to end the season in the first day <laughs> <laughs> yeah that never that never that never ever happens to us at all whatsoever and so like when it happened we we're like what is this this is all new to us you know <laughs> yeah um but we're actually we're gearing up to go back out to wyoming to do some antelope hunting uh they're a lot more responsive right now to the decoys so we're we're going to drive this time and we're leaving next week and we'll see if we can get it done that way. But, uh, but yeah, back to the whitetail. Um, it happened real fast. We, we hunted in this little swale kind of, and to the left of us was this huge ridge and they were coming down that ridge and feeding into the field. And, uh, Tyler had, you know, heard some crashing behind him. He's like, what is that? I was like, oh, you know, this, it could be two bucks coming down and sure enough, a smaller one. And then this guy right behind him. And I barely got a glimpse of him. And I could just see his left side barely. And so I'm facing the complete opposite. I got my back to where they're coming. And my only shot opportunity was to my right into the open field, but there's a huge limb there and I'm left-handed and which was ideal for me, but I had a huge limb in front of me. So I had to kind of like draw back and crouch down. 
And uh, Tyler was like, oh, he's coming, he's coming. So I drew back, and I'm just holding it, and I'm holding it. I'm like, where the heck is he? So I'm like, still a full draw, leaning back. I'm looking at Tyler, and he's like, oh, he's coming now. So when we re- reviewed the film, he had kind of like seen – he looked up and seen Tyler or something and kind of jumped away a little bit, and then he came back, and I didn't even stop him. He came in at 15 yards, and I just settled my pin in there and hit him, and we got it all on film. He, he ran, and – and uh, he uh, bedded down by a fence post about 100 yards away and then went over the hill and, and fell over. Is that, a, is that a spot that you had scouted or it's, it was just a you picked a place and set up? Yeah, yeah. So def- it was a spot that was uh, scouted. Uh, we didn't have time to scout that, but we were hunting with uh, uh, Devil's Towers Outfitters, which we don't hunt with a lot of outfitters. We do it on our own, but it was a great experience with them. And, and uh yeah, he set us up there, and that was our first time ever being on that track to land. And it was, yeah, it was awesome. It, it was all all new to us, a first for us. We never get it done on the on the first day, you know. Hopefully, we can get more of those. But that'd be nice because it opens up a lot, a lot more states you can go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> and you'll bow hunt every 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 chance, right? Or do you eventually move yeah. into yeah? same yeah so just you know same thing with when we went to texas last year we could have rifle hunted but we all bow hunted when we were down there but um we are going to take the rifle with us when we go back out to wyoming because it's such a far trip and a long you know long long trip and if we don't get it done with the bow the first day or two we're we're going to break the rifle out i think but hopefully hopefully we don't have to do that for the antelope yeah yeah because i think on the uh, october 1st is when the rifle season opens up for them yeah, I think they'd be oh, pretty easy with a rifle if you can shoot, you know, two, three hundred yards. Yeah, I mean, we could have got it done probably twelve or twelve to fifteen different times when we were <laughs> first one down there. Yeah. And we kept telling it, we kept telling ourselves that too. You know, we're like, oh, if only we had a rifle. But you know, that that's the the glory of bow hunting. Yeah, yeah, we did the same thing on our, our elk hunt a few years ago. We uh, we we insisted on doing over the counter uh, archery tags and getting it done with with a bow. And uh, it was black powder season. Yeah, it was tough. There was, um, you know, we saw we saw elk, and like you said, if we had had a if we had had a rifle or even a you know even a muzzle loader, black yep. powder, we we could have been done with that hunt probably the second or third day. Especially muzzle loaders today, it's, it's like shooting yeah. a three hundred eight, right? It's like shooting a yeah. fifty cal, it's just a slower <laughs> one. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, yeah, we had that same mindset too when we were down there. But the five days that we hunted them, we learned a lot about the animal itself, and then you know the hunt. Uh, for them so you know they're you know walking on an angle towards them is better than walking straight at them you know that's that was all stuff that we learned and take that with us uh when, when we go on antelope hunts in the future but but yeah I, th- I think they're an awesome animal to hunt i mean especially with a bow it's a, it's a challenge i think they're beautiful and i think it's cool that a lot of people don't know even know that they're called antelope i mean the people don't even yeah. know they're antelope they're just pronghorn and it's like no it's pronghorn, a yeah. native yeah. american antelope it's like the only one we got, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yep. Pretty cool. That's awesome. So you got the yeah. what's your deer score? Um, I didn't I never even scored him. He wasn't a giant by any means, but mm-hmm. uh it was was a quality. My first velvet buck I, I ever shot. Um and uh he's actually still in Wyoming. So when we go back out there, we're gonna get him and we'll we'll do all that when we get out there. But the same time while we were there, Steve Uncle Steve was in Kentucky. And he's like a little over 1500 miles away from where we were. And, and he shot, he's been hunting for 42 years and he shot his first ever velvet buck. Where was and, he at in Kentucky? Uh, he was by Hardinsburg, Kentucky. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so last year, believe it or not. So this is an awesome story behind that one. He uh, had cold knocked last year at a couple of different places. Then he went to a restaurant and the lady that actually owned the restaurant invited him to their property. And, uh, her and her husband, uh, gave him permission to hunt out there and, and, uh, he did some scouting last year and, and shot a really nice buck with his bow. Um, and then he went back this year, stayed with the family again and, uh, and, and got another buck, you know, it's just all off of work, you know, talking and, and, and cold knocking. And it's a, it's an awesome story. And now he's gotten two really nice quality bucks off of there. It's pretty impressive when you can just meet somebody and, and they let you hunt their land. Yeah, they they they're some awesome people. I haven't met them yet. Uh, hopefully soon I get to. But I mean, they literally opened up their home to Steve, and and uh, it was awesome. Do you have and tips for people can, that have never done that? Maybe want to know how. Uh, I've sent letters. Um, believe it or not, you know, we had put a post on Facebook. I don't know if you guys seen that, but 
that was a, that got a huge response from people. I, I think I sent the copy of the letter that I've sent out to people. I think I've sent it over 400 times and that's not a joke. People just, you know, messaging us asking for it, but you would not believe the response that we get back from letters. Be, you know, the older generation just, we get, I've got letters back uh, from them thanking me for sending a letter because they hadn't received one in so long, you know? And then people that have taken the time to write one back to you, you know, I put my phone number on there, you know, and maybe if I sent out a hundred letters, I'd get 25 responses, you know, but that's, yeah. that's, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a numbers game. Yeah. And then, you know, that transpired into word of mouth, you know, from somebody to somebody else. And, and, uh, just this year alone, we have acquired two different tracks of land, uh, off of cold knocking and sending letters and, you know, like I said, a hundred no's, but that one yes just makes up for all those no's. Do you think that it's because the TV show, they're like, oh, wow, our land will be on a TV show. Our deer will be on this TV show. I, I never even, in the letters, never even mentioned the TV really? show whatsoever. That letter that I drafted was before we even started the uh, Trekking Outdoors. Wow. And it's, a, it's the same letter. I got a copy of it, and maybe I can send it to you guys. You guys can blow it up. That way people can see that. But I never, never even, uh, Trekking Outdoors wasn't even a thing when I drafted that letter. And that's still the same letter that I'll send out to people. <clears throat> yeah, send it to us. Yeah, Anything yeah. we'll start using it. It's an old, it's an old school way that I think is I think has lost um, its it's lost its popularity with the you know the increase in and in people hunting private land and just heading out to to public land. You know the the art of asking your neighbor and having a conversation and building a, a community with where you live yeah. or where you hunt is is kind of gone away. Uh, I feel like it's not as as popular as it used to be, and I think some of that is because our generation and the generation before us is, you know, uh, would rather be on a phone sometimes than than talk yeah. to a person in real life. And it takes, uh, yeah, you know, it takes some social skills to walk up to a driveway of someone you don't know and knock on a yeah. door and, and ask. Yeah, you know, we did that in Kansas last year, and uh, we just literally walked up, knocked on a couple doors, and then we got information about a lady that owned this business, went to the business, and then she actually didn't own property but sent us to the right person, and we ended up getting two different tracts of land, permission on over 400 acres on the one, and then the other one was like 250, and just by talking, you know, and and uh, I, I think maybe even mentioning this show would actually do us more harm than good. I, I don't I don't know how people would take that, but we don't, Yeah, we don't say, Hey, you know, we're on the sportsman channel. We'd like to film a hunt out here. You know, they I mean, probably want money for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe. Like, oh, you're Battery. making millions of dollars selling TV shows. We want, we want 500,000 <laughs> for you to hunt our property. <laughs> yeah. People have the perception that we're making millions right. of dollars. They're yeah. absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah. We have the same problem. People think that we're millionaires. It's like, no, we both work real jobs. <laughs> yeah same here all of us have have full-time jobs and, and we're still you know grinding out doing this but yep you know yeah just like steve last year in kentucky just at the restaurant just talking to people that were around him and then they said hey you know you need to talk to her and and he started talking to her and next thing you know he's at, at their house and they're cooking meals and staying the night and it's just it's crazy that's nice. awesome man. it's uh that's the way the arrangement is in kentucky with us we've got um when we go to that Camp Hero, it's like, shout out to Linda. She makes us food all the time, and she's like, what's your favorite thing? And I'm like, chicken pot pie, you know? So she'll make a chicken pot pie. We have a guy who's oh, yeah. like, I like peanut butter and chocolate. So she made this, like, <laughs> giant Reese's cupcake. Yeah. Like, she makes stuff out of bourbon, but it's it's like when you meet people like that, they want you to hunt their land. They want to cook for you. They just want to talk to you. It's good people, man. Yeah, yeah, good people. There's good people out there that own property, and, and yeah. It's, there is. It's great yeah. when you find them. And there's far more of them than than you think. You know, if you if you if you put down the social media and you you stop watching the news for you know for 20 minutes and just go talk yeah. talk to your neighbors, you'll find out that there's a lot of just really nice, good people out there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you're so you're so right. Yeah, just get off of social media for a little bit and just go interact with the public. You know, just you know, obviously there's you know not not the greatest people out there, but like you said, there's, there are good people out there. And if you can get in touch with the right person, then man, it's just opens up doors that you never thought would be open. Well, it's like, you remember, we used to always talk about keyboard warriors, but that was back when it was just group chats and, uh, or not group chats, but, uh, like instant messaging and, yep. uh, forums, people would just be assholes on the forums. Yeah. It's basically the same thing, except now there's a face attached to it. So, and people perceive social media as, uh, as as real life and now and so it's yeah. like you feel like most people are but you'll say a lot of things behind a keyboard that you wouldn't say to somebody's face so yeah once, <laughs> yeah. You, once you get out there and start meeting people it's way different way different world yeah you know 
we even had we haven't had a few i think people say like oh why why would you send a letter to somebody like i i want that face to face it's like well you know teach their own you know what either way works but if right. you get a response from a letter then obviously you're going to meet face to face eventually but it's just another another tactic and right and we've we've had some um bad experiences with going and cold knocking you know people you know they don't want to give you the time of day but i mean everybody's had that sure yeah but, we all but deal with uh, people coming to our yeah. door trying to sell us something. I mean, none of us like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I think the average person, you know, doesn't like a random person coming up to there. But, you know, if you get to at least have a chance to talk to them and, and get them to open up to you a little bit and, and vice versa, then it could turn into something awesome. Definitely. Definitely. So what's next on the agenda for uh, this season? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're heading back out to Wyoming next week. Uh, and to try to fill our antelope tag. And then Steve, uh, Uncle Steve's going to, I think he's going to hunt the uh, Michigan opener here, which opens up on the 1st. And then he's going to Ohio. And then we are coming back from Wyoming, going to hunt here for a few days. And then I think our next spot after that is going to be Illinois. Um, so we're going to be heading down there doing some bow hunting. We acquired uh, some property over in Missouri with some people <laughs> Back to the whole uh, talking to word of mouth. While we were in Wyoming, we met some people from Missouri. And now that I think that's going to turn into an awesome friendship. Those guys are awesome. I just got was on the phone with them a couple days ago. And, and man, uh, that turned into something really, really, really big. And we're going to be going down there with them this year. And, you know, we're going to open up our door here for them if they want to come up here. So it's just that, that constant networking, you know, just, yeah, you know, some somebody opens up that door for, for you, you know, be able to do that for them if they if they want to come and 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 hunt with you you know i mean and that's that's how we how we've been and i think we're not going to move away from it that's absolutely dude. i mean we it's the same thing like with the podcast i mean we reach out to people all the time you know it may not do anything for you but you know there's a chance that you'll make a connection that you wouldn't have otherwise made and you guys always take us up on it it's uh and we appreciate yeah. it we like yeah, having you yeah. on yeah same here like being on and and we just want to help everybody else out, you know, and, and in return, I know that the, the good people out there are going to do the same for us, you know? Absolutely. Karma, as they say. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're, we're, we're not anybody that we're, we are what we say we are, you know, we're not trying to hide anything or, or be fake at all. It's perfect. So after, uh, you all right over there? Gus yeah. is dying. Sorry, man. That just yawn. Yawn <laughs> just hit me, and it was like, uh, it was like my soul yawned. That's that's how I was when we first started this podcast. I was slipping through my words. I'm like, what is wrong with me? We've been full tilt working our ass off, so it's uh, it's been, it's been something else. And then, uh, well, we have our film. You know, we're not we're not uh on any cool networks or anything, but we got our film coming out Friday. You should check it out. So you give us some feedback. I, I know you guys had, uh, you guys had some success. Was it Kentucky, right? Yep. Kentucky. Yep. Was was a, it, were you guys, were you guys filming or were you guys hunting and filming or what, how did that, how did that go down? So the story, it tells the whole story in the video. We, we did it a little different than the average hunt. It's, um, yep. it's kind of like Rocco was sitting down with a whiskey telling the story. And then we did flashbacks of, of what it was. So it started kind of in August with trail camera pictures. And so I have all those videos and stuff. And that's all that's in the video. And then we go through how the hunt happened, but it, it was a monster dude. It was a, we gutted it there and it was two sixty five um, wow. after, after being gutted. So it's three something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a really big deer. Yeah. Wow. 175 inches, um, 14 hanger ring on it, 10 true points. Um, that's awesome. It was so a was great that one hunt. Of you guys that, they got it or, or, or a friend of yours? It was Rocco, the guy that runs Camp Hero. We go out there every year for the veteran velvet hunt. And uh, gotcha. he never hunts. He always makes sure. But this was his cousin's property. Nice. So this buck showed up in August. And it, every single night, 10 minutes before sunset, he came out and ate corn every single night. So it was like a it was a truly pattern done deal. And we went in and set up with two hang-ons. And, and we filmed the whole thing for him. And then um, after that, I hunted for five days didn't see shit and uh <laughs> but that's you know that's how it goes that's how it goes yep. especially after opening day and a bunch of deer die it's like they they kind of get scared for a little bit and then once the yeah. rut kicks in they'll 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 come back but yeah opening day yep. is definitely the day to do it if you don't go opening day 
your chances, I think, go down a lot in Kentucky, this part of Kentucky. Yeah. Well, yeah, the same thing in Wyoming. You know, we got it done opening day, and I don't think – I think the heat was a big problem. So, you know, that played a factor. But I, I think for a whole week, I think it was it was pretty hard uh, hunting out there. But um, I do got to give those guys a shout-out out there, Devil's Tower Outfitters. Like I said, we don't hunt with a lot of outfitters, so we haven't had a ton of experience with outfitters. But, man, those guys, they were awesome. They weren't just like, hey, you know, come come out here and hunt, and, uh, okay, nice to meet you, see you later. Like, they were interacting with us. They had beers with us. They, you know, they were there the whole entire time. Um, the Kyle that runs it, we were antelope hunting. He literally went on everywhere with us, and he was on his hands and knees crawling and putting the work in just like we were. And I'm, like, looking at Tyler like, this is this doesn't happen, you know? Like, That's awesome. That was, that was awesome. So I had a great experience out there and, and, and good people. You know, I felt like I, they were hundred percent honest with everything that they were running and doing. And, and it gave me, it gave me a good vibe about, about hunting with outfitters. Um, so maybe in the future, maybe we'll hit maybe one or two more up a year, but the majority of it we'll stick with just on our own or cold knocking word of mouth. But, but yeah, it was a great time. Outfitters or outfitters rather are fun, but, uh, I think people would get that conception, like it's the same thing as a high fence deer or whatever. But yeah, it's not. I yeah. mean, it's totally different. No. But yeah, yeah we it's, it's, we use an outfitter you know, for our range. elk hunt. Yeah, free range and all that. But they were awesome too. They had mules. They took us up in the back country and dropped us off. Yeah. And um, you know, if we needed coffee or whatever, they gave us radios. We could radio down every day at like ten a.m. or something, and be like, "Yeah, we need." Yeah, we had that. Somebody sent us with our One Nation. Was that One Nation? Who sent yeah, us One Nation sent us with a ton of coffee. Sent us with coffee, and the uh, like the first night, the mice got into it and tore yeah. the whole bag apart. So shit all in it. <laughs> so we ended up having a radio for coffee, expecting like a small bag, and they brought like I don't know a whole can, like yeah, a giant giant tub, gallon of tub of Folgers. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, it's fun. But, uh, They're fun working with outfit. Did you give them a little bit of ten minutes of fame? Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Good. Yep. I mean, uh, when when we put the episode together, they're they're all going to be a part of it, um, and that's just because we want them want them to be. You know, we uh, we we did. You know, not only did we go out there and be in camp, but just just like the random guy that's just out there on his own, not filming. You know, I mean, they uh, they didn't do anything special or different for us that they did for anybody else. You know. And uh, we don't want that feeling in camp either, you know, when other people are there like, oh, they're a TV show, you know, because we've, we've been in camp with people that have talked about that stuff. And it's like, all right, we don't want to have that perception about us. And and uh, I can honestly say, you know, we paid what the next guy paid, you know. Yeah. And and they did exactly for us what they did for everybody else. And I think the guys that were there would say the same thing. And those guys that we're going to be hunting with in Missouri, they were there while we were there. So. You know that should speak for itself for sure yeah yeah we're the same way we we get invited to come do stuff sometimes and, and we usually don't because it's not it's just not our scene as yeah. far as like just the way that they treat you a little different and uh yeah i don't want to spend all weekend being on my toes because i'm not around friends i'm around you know somebody that's expecting me to do something yep you ever you guys ever get so we've been in in a couple different camps like i said not a lot but you ever get that perception, like, you know, when you're around people you never met, like you always have, it always seems like for at least for us, but you got one guy that's got to be the macho guy, you know, like, yeah. it, it's almost like, the, it's almost like the guys have to, you know, I got the most testosterone here, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, absolutely. You know, and I don't know why that is. You know, they have I to show you what like they that. bring to the table. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, when we were out there, we had talked about that before we got out there and we didn't have any of that. And that was that was great. And I just, I hope that, you know, for the future, you know, to come that, that, that stuff uh, just stays the way, the way that we had it out there, you know? It's also because I think the one thing about hunting is you live in your head for, I mean, you, you sit sun up to sundown, that's 12, 13 hours of just silence in your own head. And then you come back from a hunt and, and people try to put on these personas and it, it can get irritating. It makes you not want to, like, I don't even want to do anything. I just want <laughs> I want to sit around a campfire and have beers or whiskey or whatever and, and call it a night, tell tell stories. But <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like, when we were antelope hunting, we were getting in super late, and then we were up at 4 o'clock in the morning, you know? Mm -hmm. so we were getting, like, minimal hours of sleep, so it wasn't much time for interaction. But 
you know, once we, uh, once we, you know, got that whitetail, it was nice to come back and actually have, you know, time to sit down and hang out with everybody. And it was, it was great. That's another great thing about going to hunt somewhere and kill something on the first day. You like the stress is gone. You're there five days. Yeah. So now yeah. you got four days to do whatever, hang out, especially in Kentucky. You can go visit a distillery or. Yeah. It's nice oh, yeah. Got stuff close by to do for sure. Yeah. Me, me, I'm like that. Yeah. You know, I'm the type where I want to, Hey, you want to, you okay with me coming with you? You know, I'll, I'll get a camera out on my own and just go film some random guy, you know, like for sure. I just want to, you know, that, that'd be cool too. And we, you know, I thought about that after the first day, but we ended up actually coming home early. Um, Cause obviously we could have kept antelope hunting, but the the weather was so hot and we're like, all right, we're going to come home and then try to make an effort to get back out there. And now we are. So. That's awesome. So it's, you're doing Wyoming twice, possibly yep. Missouri, uncle yeah, for Steve sure Missouri. hit Kentucky. Are you going to Texas yep. again? Uh, I think we're about 75% on that, that we're going back there. I'm not, not a hundred percent, but uh, New Mexico, uh, we're going there in January to mule deer hunt, uh, with the bow. And then, um, we've got a couple other spots. Yeah, I'm trying to think here. Oh, uh, myself, I'm coming down with, uh, Vantage Point Archery, which is our broadhead company Yeah. to Kentucky there, uh, over by Herndon, Kentucky. I think that's how you say it. Okay. Um, so we're going there in November and then we're hunting in Illinois with, with our friends, uh, in Illinois and I'm not sure anywhere else I, that might be it for right now but i guess we'll see so what do you do with vpa because we i also hunt with vpa broadheads yeah uh they're our broadhead sponsor nice yeah. Oh, awesome yeah yep, yep. i thought they were a really them. small company but then it turns out they're not no yeah they're pretty big they're uh all american made out of uh, fort wayne indiana um and yeah they manufacture everything start to finish right there and Great, great group of guys. Um, we actually, they actually just came up to Michigan and had a booth at the Woods and Waters event. So we got to see them and hang out with them here. And yeah, they're, they're, they're a good group of, group of guys and girls. I've been looking for uh, a set of, we've talked about it several times on here, but a set of uh, double bevel broadheads for a hot minute. And then I don't know, maybe it was y'all that had them. And I reached out and was like, hey, if you have double bevel broadheads, I'll buy them right now. And they sent me the link. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, that done was, deal. I, yeah, I think that was us. And then yeah. uh, when I got with them, they uh, they said they were on back order, but I think you can uh, get them now. I got them. I got the, uh, they're yeah. on my they're yeah. on my arrows right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> what do you uh, What do yeah. you shoot for broadheads? Uh, so um, I have 125 grain, and then uh, vented and non vented heads. Okay. Uh, but actually, the one out in uh, Wyoming, I had uh, taken out their non vented 100 grain. And I uh, shot those. So do you ever mess with mechanical anymore? Um, no, no. Yeah. And why? Uh, I just that fixed head, just never having you know the fact of something not working when it's coming off of your off of your string, you know. Right. Yeah. You know, not, all that not work opening on impact or something <laughs> right. opening in flight or breaking or something like that. But that's what I always worry about is opening yeah. in flight and then it just nose dives or it flips yeah. up into a tree. It's yeah, like, nah, I want to be able to pattern my bow to shoot the way my bow shoots. Um and I want to know that if I sit in a tree stand for twelve hours, yep. it's gonna fly the way I want it to fly. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't want to cut this short, but I think I'm going to have to. So my wife has called me now three times in a row. <laughs> it's all good, dude. No worries, man. We understand what that so, is. Yeah, she's currently calling me again right now. <laughs> yeah, man, right, take man. it off. Well, uh, it's, it's good talking to you. It's, it's probably like, oh, hey, uh, can you pick me up some cookies and, and, and drop them off at my work? Yeah, you're not home yet, are you? <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Well, thank you for joining us, Chris. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no problem. Anytime, and I love doing these with you guys. You guys are great. Yeah, man. Awesome, absolutely. Man. Anytime. Appreciate it. Hey, good luck the rest of this year, too. Hey, you, you too. too. Yeah, keep man. us up to date. Yeah, you too. All right. we Yeah, we for sure will. All right. All right, man. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Sweet. Chris, from Trekking Outdoors. Man, they are always doing something. I don't I know, know how they keep up with that schedule and their regular jobs. I don't know either. They got to have some work from home deals. So, something. Or they need to give uh, I don't know, some kind of medal or award to their, their spouses. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like we're or maybe all, they're all on the verge of divorce. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, I mean, if you look at our schedule, we're I'm pretty much I'm dotted up from now until 
the next free weekend I have is, holy shit, January 10th. December 10th, excuse me. December yeah, 10th is I'm, the next. I'm in a very similar boat. But it's like, you know, maybe maybe they seem really busy, but they're only really going for five days at a time. So True. it's like 10, 15 days where we're, we're looking at, yeah, you know, basically a month. Of, right, right, right. Especially this time of the year, it's very busy. You know, we gotta if if we didn't have to work all week, we wouldn't be as busy. <laughs> like today, the um, the Miss Liberty Bell, the, the cigar, the veteran cigar thing. I'm yeah. not gonna be able to go to that. Um, that's tonight. You know, um, only because it's like th- it's like four hours away. Yeah, but yeah, busy. It is a busy time of year. It doesn't help that uh, not only is it that is the best time of year for for hunting, or especially for whitetail, right? But we yeah. also it's it's one of the busiest times of year in the the whiskey world. It's extremely busy for just regular work and then family. It's got the, I got the holidays coming up. Two of my three kids have birthdays next month. Yeah. It's wild, man. It's well, life, it's like, though. You know, October is Andy's birthday mm-hmm. and our wedding anniversary. And, yep. I got a wedding anniversary next month also. And uh, yeah, that's right. You'll do. So it's, you know, October is a tough month. It's hard to get it's anything done. Busy. It's just busy. It's busy, busy. Because we have snipers unknown in October. Like, let's just look. So October 1st is, oh, that's Bourbon on the Banks. Yeah, so we'll be in Bourbon on the Banks. Next weekend, we're driving up. we driving up. Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to Bourbon on the Banks next weekend. The weekend after that, I'll be, so you remember the, that, uh, you remember my Kimber Ultra Carry? Yeah. Remember I left it yeah. in Georgia? Yeah. So a friend of mine went to pick it up for me, and he was like, I'm not giving it back. You have to come visit. <laughs> so that's been over a year yeah. now. So I'm going. I'm going up there October seventh, eighth, to hang nice. out with him for the weekend, nice. and you know get the get the camera back. But then it's um, we're doing an anniversary thing, mm-hmm. and then it's snipers unknown, and then another whiskey class. Then it's November. Yeah, and it's like and by uh, that, by I that time the, we'll be full swing in. Uh, oh yeah, in holiday mode. We'll be so. super busy. And like I have the that lottery hunt that weekend, which is also oh, Tyler's yeah. wedding that weekend. Jeez, he can reschedule the wedding though, right? That's what I thought. And then we had that <coughs> class, that whiskey class, and then we have the Jasper Holiday Market. I mean, it's just like nonstop. Yeah, we get told all the time. People are like, I don't know how you do it. We don't know how we do it. Yeah, either. we don't. We have no idea. Yeah, it we is, have no uh, idea. One day at a time, as they say. Yeah, I mean it's good because you work. I, you know, I work. I leave the house around six, seven. I'm, I'm at work till three, four, five, something like that. And yep. then some days I come home and do nothing. Some days I take the bike out, and then some days it's you know make stuff, make stuff, sell stuff, pack stuff, ship stuff, teach stuff, edit stuff, yeah, post stuff, edit stuff, make videos, <laughs> do podcasts. Plus, I think I like we get I get texted all the time. I mean, you see how many DMs we get. It's like the the text. I screwed up early and gave everybody my phone number. Now I don't. But <laughs> are you gave people your phone number? Yeah, in the beginning, you know, yeah. like let's do so instead of them DMing or uh, emailing, you get, your phone gets blown yeah. up. Yeah. Well, yeah. live and learn, right? I won't do that again. Yeah. I also talked to Chris last night. Um, seven stars. Mm-hmm. He's going up that Thursday, so we're, for Bourbon on the Banks, so we're excited about that. If you're going to be at Bourbon on the Banks, come see us. We'll have a booth. Uh, but he was speaking with Penelope, uh-huh. and he was like, "I'm going to get Penelope to give us bourbon for our booth. So maybe we can do plastic cups, smoke cocktails there." Nice. And then I was thinking, I sent you a video of a guy that did um, like a bourbon lemonade. Yeah, just yeah. Instead yeah. of an igloo cooler. Yeah, I saw that. Maybe get some cheap whiskey and uh, do something like that for sure. Get those, you know, the lemonade. Uh, the frozen lemonade packs? Because yeah. you ever done that with Bud Light? Mm-mm. Bro. Get you one of those. Okay. And fill it with Bud Light instead of water? Money. Really? It's a lot of sugar, but it's delicious. <laughs> Sounds nauseating, to be honest. It's really good. Check you it just out. sip right through it. Yeah. But. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah. So we have um, a cold front coming through in terms of hunting. Yeah. Do you, I, do you, we're not going to really have a chance to hunt this weekend, are we? I'm trying to think maybe Sunday evening, maybe. Yeah. Temps are supposed to be dropping. So I might try to get out and hunt this weekend. I the first looked. time I've I've hunted all year. Is it? It will be I'm well over it a month looks into like the tomorrow. It'll be high as seventy seven tomorrow. Yeah. The lows are supposed to be pretty solid too. What's it gonna get to tonight? 
I think 56 or 58 or 65, some shit like that. I don't know. Dude. Dude. Yeah, 60, 65, 65. through the morning. To, yeah, tomorrow morning would probably be... Well, you know, mornings suck here, but... Yeah, it's hit or miss. I mean, I've had I've had some great action in the morning uh, on a handful of occasions, but I've never been able to close Dude, the deal. Dude, it's wild. At 9 p.m., which is dark, 82 degrees. <laughs> At stupid. 1 a.m., 76 degrees. Yeah, the cold front's going to come through and... Tank those digits. Tank yeah. them digits. Tomorrow will be a good day to hunt. Too bad we can't, but <laughs> that's the other thing, too. We uh, we have free days, and we schedule market instead of thinking about hunting. Yeah, we should probably do that on occasion. But I'm addicted to making money, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's what companies do. Yeah. Well, that's the goal, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> One way or another. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <clears throat> Maybe, uh. I mean, you worked at the market both days. Maybe you go hunt tomorrow, and I'll work the market. Well, I get the boxes from you, so it kind of ruins that. I make it bring the boxes to you in, into town tomorrow. You have to go hunt, though. You can't go home. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have something come up and then go home. You have to actually hunt. Fair enough. Yeah. That's fair. Think about it. I'll think about it. It's a uh, it's a tempting offer. Well, I've, I've hunted, like, I don't know, seven days so far, so... <laughs> Uh, but we've had the same amount of luck in killing a deer, though. That's true. That's true. Yeah, the Georgia hunt thing. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Tell, tell me about that. We, didn't, we haven't talked about that at all. Yeah, I went to Georgia, and um, all the trail camera photos, it was like, you know, they, those need to be thinned out. I mean, there were so many of them. And he was like, yeah, kill them all. I don't care. And then there was a – that was the plan. So I went down there, and he put. he was like, here's where all the does are. And I'd seen the trail camera footage. I mean, he's not wrong. We were walking. You know, I hate going in in the morning and dark. Yeah. Because I can't. It's like I feel like you're going to spook more than not. But I've never been in that place before, so I don't know what it looks like. So I get in there, and I get up in a tree stand where, like, he shows me where the tree stand is. And I don't know. And (laughs) so I was like, fuck. I was like, it's over now. So I I climb in the tree stand. I'm sitting there about, I think I got up in the tree stand about 6 a.m. Yeah. Well, maybe five thirty, because it was it was I was over an hour before the sun came up. So as soon as the sun came up, I was sitting there dead still, not moving, and then you know, yeah, maybe they smelled me, maybe they saw me, I don't know. Huh. So they dipped on out, and then that was it. Not a single thing, not one deer all day. Damn, dude. nothing. And the mosquitoes were pretty gnarly. The uh, it was a two two canister um, two canister day for the thermocell. Thermocell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I sat there till dark and. Um, it was honestly right before dark, yeah. and I was like, I'm just going to... That's a long day, dude. Yeah. So I left, and I'm walking out, and I realized that it's it's thick, yeah, thick palmetto swamp, just like super thick. I mean... And were you using your harness, or no? No, I was in a... His, he had a stand. Or saddle, I mean, sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. And so the next day, I was like, I'm not going to go back to that spot. You get another spot. Mm-hmm. He showed me a couple spots, and... I honestly, I woke up and it had been, I haven't had a day off, like between working and and like Camp yeah, Hero yeah, yeah. and I, it had been like three weeks since I've been able to sleep in. So my alarm went off at 4 a.m. because it was about an hour drive and I, I just rolled over and was like, no. <laughs> and so I turned the alarm off and I got up at eight and packed up and left and yeah. came home, spent the day with Andy and uh, got some food and stuff. I drank all day. Nice. Which I haven't been able to do for a long time either. Sure. And um, he sent me a picture of this coal buck, that one I was talking about last episode. Yeah. He's like, it's at that feeder that you were going to go to. And I was like, yeah, but that's how it works. <laughs> so I'm not even upset about it. Yeah, what can you do? Yeah. But it is a cool spot. It's very beautiful there. It's um, it's like everything you think about when you think of like southern like live oaks. Yeah, and, explain, and the, uh, explain the boat lift thing you were talking about. For yeah. The- so the the bluff there is it's called something bluff. I don't remember okay. the name of the town, but the bluff is so high that the tide never reaches the shore. Okay. So they have a basically like a um um like a, a boat lift like right. you would see in a at a dock. Yeah, on a dock. Yeah, yeah. So they have that. So you back your truck up to this boat lift, and then they come down. They strap your boat to it, and then they pick it up and they put it in the water for you, and then they drive you know drive it over to a. Uh, a ramp, and yeah. then you walk down the ramp and get on your boat. So you can't actually Fancy. back your truck into the water there. Yeah. 
pretty cool spot. I've never. Nice. We were looking it up, and I could sell my house right now and take what's left and go buy property on the water there. Yeah. For cash. And she do it. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I told Rock, I was like, dude, that's because you know, I keep talking to go to Kentucky. And then, like, if you're this far in, congratulations. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about getting a, you know, down the road, getting a work from home job and possibly moving to Kentucky because I really like it there. Yeah. But the white, you know, I like the mountains, but I don't sure. really like the cold. And it yeah, gets cold yeah. as shit there. Yeah. Well, relative. Right. But the wife likes Spanish moss. She likes fiddler crabs, all the stuff. All so the, down yeah. there is exactly what she would like. So I told sure. Rock, I was like, what if we did Camp Hero, Georgia? Yeah. And you take somebody that's never hunted before. Your first year with Camp Hero, you know, he, I'm not a psychiatrist. So sure. like, you bring those, the correct <laughs> staff down for that. Right. But we'll teach you the basics of deer hunting, the mm-hmm. deer steward classes, basically. Have a little whiskey at night if that's okay. Some people have alcohol fantasy sure. problems. So sure, sure. We don't have to, but. Um, take you on your first hunt, kill a doe, so a small buck, yeah. you know, whatever, and then start you in the journey. And then you graduate to go to Camp Hero. When you go to Kentucky and he kill you a big, you know, yeah. buck of a lifetime kind of deal. And I just kind of pitched him the idea and he loved it. So nice. Something to think about. Well, don't threaten, uh, don't threaten me with a good time. Sounds like, uh, sounds like fun. Would, would, would the family go further south before they'd go west? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Your, your family likes snow though. Yeah, they like they like uh, colder weather, cooler weather, yeah. fall time, changing leaves, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I know. But what can you do? Yeah, I don't know. But it's a thought. We got to do what, we, what makes the family happy, you know. For sure, for sure. All right. Well, yeah, that's all I got. I think we're stretching for shit at this point. We got a lot of shit to do today, so. Yep. Or this evening, but uh, cool. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, you use podcast. <laughs> Go to whiskeywhitetails.com. Use code podcast to get 20% off your purchase of our premium barrel-made products. And the shirts are being made right now they are? as okay. we speak. So awesome. we'll have our first run of shirts that we'll be able to put up on the store. We're probably going to drop ship them, to be honest, because we don't want to keep up with inventory. So allow one to two weeks for delivery. Yep. Um, and then we'll have a small inventory for some of the shirts um, at Bourbon on the Bank. Yeah. Bourbon on the Banks. Awesome. So, look out for that coming out. Go check out The Hunt with Rocco. And uh, if you're not part of Patreon, you're missing out. Think about it. Faux show. And with that, we're done. Yeah, bye. Adios. Adios.